Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. With over 30 years of success as a speaker, minister, and leader in Fortune 500 organizations, Dr. Charles Redd has offered seminars, keynote speaking, and leadership development courses that will transform your organization. Dr. Charles's passion is to provide cutting edge leadership strategies that will inspire your team to push toward excellence. As a leadership trainer, he can bring a dynamic blend of business, ministry and team development experience that will give your organization a well-rounded approach to solving complex issues that your group may be facing. Dr. Charles' life purpose is to motivate, teach, and inspire others to live a life on purpose in order to live a legacy for future generations. His vision is to help developing leaders to uncover their full potential through transformational leadership, which he will help his clients do through mentoring, coaching, and self-discovery. And as if that is not enough, he is also the author of a book, Don't Stop Now, Finding Purpose and Passion in Your Career and Personal Journey, which is available on Amazon. So we are so happy to have you on Be Brave at Work, Dr. Charles. Welcome to our podcast. Well, thank you, Ed. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. I'm most appreciative. Thank you so much. Well, it's our pleasure to have you. And I took a stab at interviewing you, uh, inter- uh, introducing you, and just wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about what you do today professionally and how you interact in the marketplace. You know, when I think of my career, Ed, I have been involved in corporate America all of my career, worked for some great companies, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, and I currently work for the Hershey Company. And when I think about my total career, I have been involved in leading and coaching and managing teams for the most part of it. And secondly, I've had the opportunity to sit across the desk from uh, chain store buyers and represent my company and selling them products and services. And then I've also had the opportunity to participate in the human resource department under the umbrella of sales and training. So to help uh, sales executives to become even better sales consultants. So that's the bulk of my career, but I'm very passionate about serving as a mentor and life coach 
I just believe in helping people get unstuck and ask them powerful questions so that they may look with inside themselves and uncover the value that they have and dream out loud and go after their goals. So that's what I'm really passionate about and working on is helping people so that we can all live a life of significance and leave a legacy for generations to follow. Well, thank you. And I love that kind of model of helping people get unstuck because I don't know if a lot of people think they are stuck. Most people don't get up every day saying, oh my God, I'm stuck. Some people do, but you know, a lot of people don't realize that they may be stuck or flattening out or, you know, in cruise control in respect to their career. So, you know, people come to you, it sounds like Dr. Charles to help them get unstuck. You know, a lot of times people come and they're good at a lot of things. And what I try to help them to do is identify the very thing that they're very passionate about, that perhaps their uh, family members or friends or coworkers have told them that they're really good at. And then I ask them to really dream out loud and what does that look like in terms of setting a goal and really just play to your passion and then allow that to open up doors for other things that you perhaps want to do in the future but at least go after the very thing that's inside of you, that's in your DNA, and just make that the passionate thing you follow. And you'll be amazed how many doors you'll open, how many people you'll be able to impact. And it's great when people have a an accountability partner or somebody who can ask them those questions, because we're not asked those often about thinking about yourself and reflecting and uh, I, you know, creating your ideal passion, et cetera. So it's great to have somebody like you who can do that. And I'm going to observe just because you mentioned it a couple of times in your bio, uh, you know, we have not had too many guests on our podcast who have experience in the ministry. And I'm just wondering what that means. You know, when did you do that? And what does that mean to you in your life? You know, when I think about my uh, life, just think in terms of a, a triangle coming up one side on the left, the other side on the right, the corporate side on the left and the ministry side on the right. Uh, I've always been able to bring those to a point to the very point at the top and work that through. And what I have found is that, you know, in servant leadership, this is what I really embrace. And that comes from a good foundation when you think about the faith movement and what we're about in terms of making people better. Uh, and at the same time, I'm held accountable to drive for results too in corporate America, you know. And so when you take the two in terms of being more of how may I help you than leaving people to figure things out themselves. So the process of growing as an individual, as growing teams to work together has been a process in bringing people to understand that one, we drive for the results, and two, we should make everyone better around us so that ultimately we reach our goal together. I can remember, Ed, playing a game as a kid. Uh, it was called King of the Hill, and the object of the game was to get to the top of the hill and knock everybody off at the bottom and then raise your hand in victory that you won. And so now when I think about coaching and leading a team, it's about not leaving anyone behind and all arriving together in celebration and victory. So in ministry and in corporate, when they see that you are there to help and to pour into them and hold people accountable to help others, then you have a combination of faith and work ethic coming together, which builds character and which brings a team closer together. 
I've said this before, that players win games, a team wins championships. And that is the key in corporate America being successful. Well, you know, I love this image of leaders who uh, either are there to help you or leaders who believe they are only there to help themselves. And so I think Be Brave at Work comes into play a lot in this arena, right? Because a lot of folks work for leaders who appear only to care about themselves and their success and they want their name on the paper. And, you know, when they get up and talk, even if the team did all the work, they take all the credit. And this is an area of opportunity for people that they want to be braver at work to say respectfully to the leader information that might be helpful for them to ensure that they understand the impact that that is having. And I'm just curious, because you talk about this idea of servant leadership, which is about how can I help you? Uh, you know, any thoughts or ideas that you might have for our listeners on how to approach or, you know, how to navigate a relationship where the leader appears to be all about themselves and not about helping others? You know, when I think about that, Ed, I think about my own journey in corporate America. Uh, When I first started off, it was all about trying to be the king of the hill and, and continue to get promoted and move up into the organization. But I realized later on in life that it was best for me to work with what I had to do and what I had to offer at that particular time and be the very best that I possibly can be. Having a spirit of excellence and working uh, and helping people. And what has happened as a result of that is I have poured into other people. uh, Yeah, my reputation, my name has gone before me as being one of a servant leader because I poured into other people and they uh, mentioned me and they talked about what I did to have value and add value into their lives. And so it really was a changing transformation for me because it was all about me trying to get ahead until I realized that, you know what, let's take what I have, make the very best of it. Let's pour into the lives of others. Now, some people took the credit and moved on, but there were others who went on and said, you know what, Uh, I really enjoyed that experience with Dr. Charles. I kind of view it like this, Ed. We all have a favorite restaurant. We go there because we get great food, we get great service, and then we go and tell people that, oh, you've got to check out this restaurant. Well, I consider myself that restaurant, that I am going to serve up great service, and in serving up great service, it's a win-win situation. For those that I'm pouring into, they're enhancing their overall ability and effectiveness to reach their communities. And for me, I'm not getting anything uh, in terms of specifically from them themselves, but they are going on and sharing and telling others what service they received. And you know that goes the opposite too, because if you get bad service at a restaurant, the statistics say you're going to tell at least 10 people that you had a bad experience and don't go there. So it is a mindset of service, of serving up good food, good knowledge, good insight, being transparent, helping people to grow. And what happens is your reputation goes before you and people will will advertise and give you publicity based on the fact how much value they receive from you without you even asking them for anything. 
Well, I love that example because we all can relate to that. I think we all have a favorite restaurant. And if somebody says, hey, do you know what place in town you can eat? The first thing you're going to do is mention your favorite restaurant. If you had a bad experience, you know, you love telling people about it because you want to share the horrendous experience that you had. When you look at your career, Dr. Charles, and you mentioned that you worked at Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola and now Hershey, you know, I want to try to help our listeners. So if I work for a leader who I believe is more self-obsessed and not helping others, and I want to be brave at work and share with them what I'm experiencing, any thoughts or ideas on how I can approach that conversation in ways that don't injure my career? The reason we hear often from people uh, for uh, as to why they don't share information is that they're afraid that they're going to misspeak or irritate the person and now they're not going to get the promotion or now they're going to be on the outs, etc. But, you know, exclusive of that, I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts based on your experience on how someone can kind of broach this topic with a self-possessed, obsessed leader to help them uh, have an awakening in respect to how they're leading. And, and, you know, certainly, Ed, I have worked for all kinds of leaders, some good, some bad, some in between. Uh, but to uh, more specifically regarding what you're talking about is I looked at it from the perspective of who am I working for? Yes, I work for the Hershey Company, but being a person of faith, that enters into the place because I serve a higher calling. I serve, a, in other words, I'm working to do my best in representation of my faith and my belief uh, and confidence who has helped me get to where I am at, the, at my present point in life. So I say to people, what I recommend is that you take what you have, no matter what type of manager that you're reporting to, you serve that manager and you do your very best because at some point you're going to realize that even though you may report to that person, but you work for another. And that is the key because at the end of the day, you want to be able to look back and say, you know what? I gave it my best in spite of how I was treated, in spite of what uh, type of manager I had. I gave it my best so that I don't sink to the level of it's about me and only me and I'm not interested in anybody else. The point is, is that we all have an assignment and in that given assignment and in that time zone that we serve in that assignment, that we give it our very best, having a spirit of excellence. You know, someone said a quote basically said that every job that we do is a self-portrait of ourselves. And so no matter who I work for or who I serve, whatever I serve is a self-portrait of myself. And that is the message that I like to convey to people that are in those situations when it's all about the manager and themselves and they're not thinking so much about you. But you take on the mindset and the spirit of still providing excellence. Well, I think that's a great lesson for our listeners in respect to navigating bravery in the workplace that regardless of who you work for, and I'm sure we all have had great bosses. I have. Uh, I've also had some bosses who I did not get along with. I'm not saying they weren't a good boss, but our personality preferences were very different. And so, you know, no matter what I said, I it was always the wrong thing or not at the right time or whatever. It just never seemed to gel. And then many in the middle. But regardless of all that, you as a leader should always do the best job possible, that you should always be able to look back and say, you know, I worked for Ed. He was extremely hard to work for, but I always gave it my best. 
That's it, Ann. Yeah. Dr. Charles, when you look back on your career, I'm just wondering, you know, are there two or three words you think of when you think about bravery in the workplace? When you hear this phrase, be brave at work, you know, what words or phrases come to mind for you? Certainly courage. You got to have courage to stand up and do uh, each and every day, bring the passion. I tell people that, you know, training we can provide, but passion we can't. You got to get yourself up in the morning with a renewed vigor, with a new energy. So courage, inspiration, you must be inspired about what you do. And then of course, determination. When I wrote my book, Don't Stop Now, it, it's, a, it's about a personal journey that uh, no matter where we're at along life journey, never give up on your dreams. Even though they may have been naysayers and maybe you have failed a few times, but never give up on your dreams. So I think about that and I think about integrity. You know, never lose that integrity or that character you know, character that all about the personality and who we are each and every day. And that's important. These are some key words that I think that are so important as we continue to grow ourselves and have an impact, not only in what we do, but an impact in where we live and where we serve. That is going to be the key. You know, when I talk about being a person of faith, it says, you know, let our light shine, you know. But more than that, let's be transparent, too, because you have to be courageous about really humbling yourself and sharing life, uh, the mistakes, the failures. But then, like John Maxwell, one of my mentors in leadership, he talked about is that either we learn and live or we live and learn. And I went through most of my life living and learning, and I've got the scars and hickeys on my head to show you. <laughs> I understood what was meant by the expression of learn and live. And that simply means to learn from our mistakes and we become wiser because it's not the mistakes people are going to remember us by. It's going to be how we've overcome those mistakes. And anybody that's ever did anything took the courage to overcome those mistakes and they were better for it. And so the transparency is so important in helping people because, you know, you could get so good at what you do, folks think they can never reach that level. But everybody, there's music or there's something behind the, the person's name that um, uh, everyone can relate to, I believe. Well, I love the words that you shared, courage, passion, inspiration, determination, integrity. You threw a couple of other ones in there like character. Uh, those are all important words for people looking to be braver at work and looking for opportunities to say things that need to be said and do things that need to be done. Dr. Charles, it has been great speaking with you today, and I'm just wondering if you have a way that folks can get in contact with you, if they'd like to hear more about your story, if they'd like to hear more about your book, Don't Stop Now, Finding Purpose and Passion in Your Career and Personal Journey, or want to talk to you about the, the work that you do. Well, certainly, you can find me at my website. Just type in Dr. Dr. Charles Red, R-E-D-D, that last name, dot com, and you'll find information there. You could also reach out to me on LinkedIn. Just dial in uh, DR Charles Red, and uh, you'll find me there. Uh, you can message me. I promise I'll get back to you. And uh, I look forward to making connection. I believe I have something of value that I can share with you and your listeners. And I look very much forward to doing that. So uh, uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity and platform to share with your audience. 
Well, fantastic. I think we heard a number of great lessons today, Dr. Charles. So thank you again for joining us. Absolutely. My pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.